What up, what up, what up? Oh, what? I'm sorry, I was. <sighs> <laughs> I didn't know you was going to talk right away. You didn't? You... I didn't. Even though you do that every show. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're jamming today. I'm sorry, bro. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I am Will, the host. And I am Mike, your favorite host. What's up, y'all? Says hey. him. Says everyone. Including Cicely and India that just walked in. Hey. Today we are welcomed by the lovely Miss Avery Bateman. Hello. How you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you. Yes. We are going to be talking to her today uh, about a whole slew of things, mainly spirituality, uh, getting back in touch with our roots. Um, we're also going to be talking about uh, her modeling career, her acting career, a few different things she's got going on, things she's got, uh, goals she's trying to achieve. We're also going to be talking about... Uh, who is it? Who's gonna be at the Super Bowl, Mike? Was it? Uh, your girl got us night, big boy, and Travis Scott, and maybe maybe Andre three thousand. Andre might pop up, and he just got a song on. Don't on. get don't don't get super hype. See, don't get super hype. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, three stacks though. And he just was on a song on James Blake on new album, so he got he got the wave right now. <laughs> yeah, okay, he got the wave. He might pop up. <laughs> I will watch the whole Super Bowl for him. Bro, the city, bro, the, bro, the city of Atlanta will go stupid. Oh my god. Look. Um, oh, don't do it, three stacks. We're gonna be talking about that, and uh, speaking of hip hop, we're gonna be talking about our Lord and Savior, Soldier Boy. <laughs> um, I don't know why y'all played him for so long, but he's back with a vengeance. So let me go up here. <laughs> Brother's gonna remind y'all. Um, but as always, we are gonna let Mike get to these little church announcements. Yeah, for comments, just a little. Sissy, Sissy Lada said you look nice in glasses, but that's, <laughs> you know it. You don't have to do that. I look nice oh, without glasses. Oh, Ebony, Tony, Ebony. Oh, I'm sorry, Benjamin, India. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Thank y'all for coming in. Appreciate y'all joining us tonight. Can you get Church announcement. Can you get done with these little piddly things? <sighs> Avery. The um, events are not piddly. Just Michael introducing them and announcing them. Can you not ruin my segment? Oh wow! Thank you. See, we might scrap. We're going to need you to bring us back down to earth. We're we going to play nice. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, try. Michael. We're going to try. Yes. So these are the events I need to know about, that I need to, I need to be at in the coming weeks. February 1st, 6 p.m. is a love and hip-hop art show nice. showcasing hip-hop and comic book culture at Frame of Mind. If you have not been to Frame of Mind, it's probably the dopest eye shop in Columbia. I um, have it. You ever been to Frame mm. you, you remember Frame Mind, right? Yeah, it's, uh, what is it, about New Brooklyn and all that? Yeah, oh, yeah, I love New Brooklyn. Columbia. It's okay. like a swanky-ass eyeglass shop. Like, it's crazy. Oh, okay. Um, our homeboy, Preach Jacobs, I think he was in hey, there somewhere. Preach. Um, is going to be hosting it and doing the music, as he should. It's going to be featuring the works of, uh, we got Chris Charles, Goldie Gold, Jean-Claude, Dre and Sammy Lopez, all phenomenal, phenomenal artists. Yes. If you don't know these people, go look them up right now. Um, but the show will be up till April. I'm pretty sure it's free because most preachers shows like this are free. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hella dope, man. It's going to be crazy. So definitely come through. February 1st, 6 p.m., do that. And the last thing I got, um, Sunday, February 17th at 8 p.m. Oh, I was supposed to put this on Instagram Live. Yes. Will's was going up on the job as usual. You I'm sorry, that? everybody. We're supposed to be Instagram Live at the same time, but Will... I'm about, to make this, I'm about to make that thing happen. We're about to try it. It should have been happening. Uh, February 17th, <laughs> 8 p.m., The Poetry Jam, hosted by my boy, Spirit the Tattoo Poet. Woo! I believe Ron Digger is, is curating this. That's the guy. Uh, it's going to be featuring Mr. Emotional the Poet and music by Mike Stone. If you don't know either one of these people, hella dope people. 
Check them out. Do your research. Yeah, you got to know Mike Stone. Yeah. I believe he had a big old billboard on College Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's out there looking fly. Mm-hmm. That's only going to be $10 to get in the door. You got $10 all day. Come on. And then it's uh, like three days after Valentine's Day, so treat right. your boo with something, little, 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 something extra, you know what I'm saying? I would love that, especially if she's like me and into the, the tiny things in life. Exactly. That's all that matters. Exactly. Some no. music and food. It all matters. Yes. All matters. So get your act together, man. And Will. Oh. He don't even know how to do the Instagram. <laughs> Break t- we can tell I ain't got nothing going on. Bro, Will, is, <laughs> Will is 45 years old. Veronica, how you doing, love? Lovely Lexi, how you doing, love? How you doing? Kadana, Kadana, how you doing? Blessing the building. Kristen in the building. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Thank y'all for joining us. Get it backwards. Shut up. What you gonna put it on, man? It takes a minute. Your girl. Yo. I'm sorry, y'all. Will's gotta figure out something on his Instagram live during the show. Technical difficulties. You got an ugly face all in the camera. God, what the the fuck you... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for everybody. <laughs> DJ, what's up, bro? How you been? Hey, man? Veronica. Veronica, her crazy self. I what love you, her. But the bag is going to fall. Oh, please don't fall. It's going to fall. I was going to say, if you want to take All right, we're gonna do this my purse. Lay the bag down. Or on the water. Then, like, do the, keep the focus on the show, Mike. You know? There we go. Oh, God. Let me get the show together while you screwing stuff up. <laughs> um, I don't finish my church announcements. Then keep the show going. <laughs> Are you not going Hey, like we'll say. <laughs> oh, that's the singer. Yeah, yeah. All right. yeah we're just gonna do the whole show. Live. Anyway, yeah. IG Live will be done next show. Um, you done with church announcements? I'm just settled though. Shut up, fuck boy. Damn. <laughs> we said we were gonna curse on this show. Was that, Absolutely not. Was that a goal? Uh, it was a goal. Well, we may lost. not end up happy. So, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very well. Wunderbar. Uh, so, I guess we talked about doing the show with you, and I looked up some of your modeling stuff. I yeah. was very impressed. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, how is how is like modeling been, especially based out of Columbia and Charleston? I think you said some, you did work with people in Charlotte as well. Mm-hmm. I've worked with people in Charleston, uh, Columbia, Charlotte, and um, a few in Florida while visiting some family. Um, how is it here in Colombia? It's difficult. It's fun because I... <laughs> she said straight up. It, it, it's fun just before the fact that I have networked and met so many beautiful people in the industry, whether they be photographers, designers, fellow models, directors, creative directors, anything like that. So mm-hmm. it's been so much fun to finally be able to group up with people of like minds, of like minds um, mm-hmm. for the fact that I... I came here in the year 2000 with my family in the fifth grade at mm-hmm. Seven Oaks Elementary. And, um, yeah, I'm better than Connor, but whatever. You know. Um, it, <laughs> went, it went from Seven Oaks, Crossroads, Irmo Middle, Irmo High. And through all of that, as many beautiful artists as I've met and befriended, it was really hard to get close to the people of color. No. within that like honestly i maybe had like two or three black friends why is that because they were the two or three who were involved in the theater or in ballet or in music you know <laughs> oh like the God. rest of them were white or maybe a sprinkle of spanish and asian so you know i <laughs> a little dash of... <laughs> a little dash like seasoning you know you know so um it wasn't until i went to um coker college in um, 2007 through 2011 in Hartsville, South Carolina, Mm. where I met the majority of my black 
artistic friends. Yeah. And then when I graduated, I came back. I stayed here for a minute. Obviously, I'm still here. But now I've got a whole spew of just black community art artists. So it was it's it's been nice it's been fun to finally meet those like minds of the same color but it's difficult just for the fact that you barely find any events that'll pay you barely find any shoots <laughs> oh, that Lord will Jesus. pay like i mean i can do this all day without pay but at the end of the day i got a baby to feed i got me to feed and i would much more enjoy going out and performing or modeling for my work rather than going to a cubicle during the day and then having to do the art that I love at night and then miss out on that that development chance between me and my child because I'm trying to strive to make money and do what I love. So it's difficult in Colombia. Colombia need to up their game on that. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Entirely. <laughs> Entirely. Um, so I saw you, uh, I saw some of your work mm -hmm. and some of it is nude. Yes. Uh, like your... What was it, your cover of the OOB? Yes, OOB magazine. They Ooh. are a Parisian magazine for fashion and art. I made it on the seventh issue cover back in January of 2017. Wow. And um, it actually went out 2016 for the winter, but then they had released it 2017. Now, how that happened was... Um, well, for one, as you can see, I was I was pregnant. Yeah. Um, that was one of my maternity shoots. The, uh, the um, photographer Maxim Vachowski, he is a longtime friend. He's actually one of the first photographers who picked me up on Model Mayhem wow. and ph photographed me, and we have been longtime friends since. And I think I met him when I was nineteen years old. Oh, and I'm really? twenty nine years old now, so that's ten years of modeling. <laughs> and he was one of my first photographers and when I was pregnant he hit me up he said Avery you're pregnant I knew you'd be beautiful come to Charlotte please let me photograph you I'll pay you whatever and I'm like with me and him it's got nothing to do with pay and I'm like of course I'll let you photograph me so I went up there with um, Bella Bell Rose who is also a local designer here and stylist and she went up there with me and helped me style my whole, sh my whole shoot and I mean he did end up paying me so that was nice but um you know that was nice but um you know it was a nice nice uh feeling just to be around the two of them but um I want to say like maybe two months after that he said Avery one of my friends is the editor of Oob magazine and look what I got and sent me a picture and I said oh my gosh I'm on a French magazine yes you know that was that was great for me and then I found out a few months after that because I finally got my own copy and I saw like they have a whole a whole page from the first edition all the way to the updated one. Mm -hmm. And I saw that Tyra Banks was on one of the issues. And I'm like, see, look, you, you, know, you know, you know, Tyra, <laughs> come on, mama, come, come get me. I need you. So, yeah, it's been, yeah, new so modeling. So I've spoken to Mike before about uh, shooting people, shooting people while nude. Mm -hmm. What is it like, uh, I guess, being shot while nude? Um. Is it like insecurities that you still have that are that no. you have to shake off? I actually did my first nude when I was nineteen. So doing this for ten years, it's not uncomfortable anymore. Hmm. It's more so like this is my body. I'm comfortable with my body. So um, hope you are too. Um, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, I I usually I am a very I like to plan things out. I don't just do things willy-nilly or anything. So when it came to setting up those nude uh, photography sessions, um, it would 
I would make sure I had a rapport of some sort with that photographer. So that way when I get with them, I know they're not going to be on some creepy shit. Oh, I know they're not about shit. to like try and have some hidden agenda thing going on. Like, okay, I shot you nude, so um, what's going to happen afterwards? You know, that's Has not... Has that happened? I have had that happen one or two times you around... You <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like maybe 20, 21, so I was still within that new part of my 20s. Mm-hmm. But it it was it was kind of um disappointing just for the fact that I always had it in my head, oh, you'll be at a better standard than what you've presented just now. Like I thought Ooh. you would do better. Okay. I thought I didn't think you would be such a creep. And then we I'd never hear from that person again or you know I'd cut myself off. So it has happened, but I I know better now. Definitely, yeah. Do you mostly do nudes, or is it, what do you, I guess? It's a combination of all of it. I've done nudes to couture to, um, uh, what is it, um, just a modern, uh, what is it, I've done, um, what is it, I've done movement, because I am a dancer, so I've done a lot of ballet and jazz lyrical type shots. I've done um, artistic nude, which the difference is like, you know, you have your nude, you're just standing there being nude and pretty. But then you have your artistic nude, which is like, it'll be like a form of the body or a form of like another piece of art added in, like the art splat, sorry, the paint splats, Mm -hmm. splatters. Um, I love those ones. Um, Or, um, you know, nature, anything out involved in nature. I love being surrounded by nature. So those shoots are actually my favorites. Um, I actually just got through doing a shoot with Sean Fate. Um, And uh, we went out in the boonies somewhere, but it was so freeing and it was actually not cold. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, so I do a whole a whole combination of them. I got you. Mm-hmm. So with you, I guess, with Columbia not being an ideal modeling spot, mm-hmm. and also uh, I guess theater location. Yeah. Uh, what other I guess besides location, what other challenges have you faced as far as modeling and theater? Uh, being the the dark skinned girl, mm. being the the black one. Um, I love that experience. <laughs> I will. Um, uh, let's see. Um, with with the theater, I will say the theater is a little more freeing with the colorism than modeling is. Um, they It's almost like in the theater industry with live performance, it's almost like they want you to be dark. They just they feed off that. They're like, oh my god, look at that melanin, look at that magic, in a good way, not in a not an exploitive way, no. Or at least I haven't experienced that yet. Um, But it's more so in a. They've noticed that the majority of our art comes from our roots, and the ones who seem to be a little more deeply rooted are the ones they crave. Like we could just be sitting here, the three of us. We could literally just be sitting there at an audition, ready to go up. But they, their eyes will be looking at us the whole time while that other person's on stage and they're like, okay, light brights on stage. <laughs> but there's the darkies. Stage. You know, they're fun. Then now now see let me let me let me back that up. They will never say darkies. That's wrong to I say. But they might be thinking it. So either way, the point is is that in the theater, they seem to thrive yeah. off of us being being the look that most of our social media, our society seems to you know, distance from. Mm -hmm. Because um, in the modeling, when you go to cities like Atlanta or New York, D.C., California, those, or L.A., to be specific, those cities, they like, they're they're fine. It's almost like it's so diverse that there is no room for colorism. But when you have it 
in 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 um let me see if I can get this right when you have it in certain um, situations where it comes to like the cover of a magazine or the the um, cover of a billboard they will more than likely choose the lighter over the dark unless that dark girl looks like she's from another country so here in Colombia mm. here in Colombia I've noticed that it has nothing to do with you looking exotic or you looking plain, if you are dark, you are more than likely going to be stepped over or looked over unless you are doing something else in the community that brings a big hit to your name. Then then they'll be like, oh, that girl, Sally Mae. You know, she she's as dark as the <laughs> African, as dark as African sunset, but I don't know her. So I'm going to choose, you know, Cora Mae over here because she light and pretty and Cora got the curls and everything. What year are we talking about? <laughs> We still talk about this year, but okay. I can't think of names on the slide, and I don't want to call nobody out. But um, but you know, if Sally Mae were to come to the table saying, "Not only am I a model, not only do I look like the African sunset, you know, I I paint and I paint in this community, and I you know I dance for the Columbia City Ballet, and I do this and that." That's when they're like, "Okay, yeah, we'll take Sally Mae." So it's almost like as a dark skin girl, you got to come with ten times more than hmm. these other people. In order to be just acknowledged, and mm-hmm. it's it's difficult. You still talking about here in Colombia? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would. I wouldn't say it so much in Charleston. I would say Columbia, Greenville, Myrtle Beach, anywhere else that's not the Low Country wow. type of place. Because the Low Country, you can't escape us. Right. So it's like okay, we'll just we you know, everywhere. We, we everywhere. So it's like okay, we'll deal with what y'all got. But mm-hmm. here in Colombia, it is very diverse, and so it's like being diverse. We're still gonna choose the lighter ones over y'all, and wow. it's really sad. All right, well, I got one more quick question. Yeah. So you've been, I guess, a model and active <clears throat> since before Instagram and Facebook and all this other stuff. Yes. How has social media affected modeling? Actually, it boosted my modeling. It really, really did, um, because I had been told I should have been a model since I was like eight, nine years old. And modeling, as much as I looked up to the Iman and the Naomi Campbell and the Tyra Banks, you know, as much as I looked up to those women and women like them, I didn't see myself as a model. I was so focused on my music, on dancing and acting, got a degree in it, everything, my visual art. And it wasn't until one friend of mine at Coker told me, you really need to look deeply into modeling. And I figured, who's going to take me seriously but... Maybe I'll try it. So I went on a model mayhem where she told me to go. Ever since Maxim picked me up and two other photographers had picked me up and I just posted those few pictures on Facebook, bam, bam, bam. All the photographers, Avery, yo, what's up? You're in Columbia? Okay, yeah, let's work. Word. You want to work? You know, they. it's been like that ever since. You know, I, I have been a freelance model since then just through networking with artists who are there for the art. Would you say that, I apologize for because no, we did. need to move on, but would yeah. you say that the idea of the typical model has changed based off of Instagram? Like, my question is, are IG models or women that mostly model on Instagram or whatever, mm-hmm. are they actually changing what the 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 figure of a model is? I think they are. I really do. Um, to be for better. To be honest, because the modeling industry was they are such sticklers on having a certain look and only being within that little box. And in uh, to be a good example, uh, America's Next Top Model, when she started adding the social media on it and everything and having the people vote 
for their models. That's yeah. yeah, She started doing that around like I want to say maybe season fifteen and further. Jesus Christ, I don't know. Yo, there's so many. Nah, there's so many. But she went a long time without it, and within those that time bracket, she was sticking to the model industry look. The model, like the stickler look. And after that, she was like, you know, I'm going to bring in my petite models. Petites to the model industry is 5'6". I'm 5'4 and a half, and I claim my half. I am 5'4 and a half. And now it's like you see more designers for petite. You see more um, contracts for petite modeling. And then they've got, you know, um, what is it? You had just asked me. Oh, I got short-term memory, y'all. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, just um, being uh, being able to promote yourself as mm-hmm. a model, and that's what Tyra said a lot. You have to be able to bring to be able to sell yourself, right. and social media has been that top way of putting out all of you without having management teams and mm-hmm. PR teams do it for you. You're giving a genuineness to yourself. Okay. So I feel like. Within Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere you can post a photo of yourself to boost it, I feel like that has been the key to changing the industry look. Because now the industry can look at these social media people and see, you know, they really are beautiful. Hmm. What have we been doing staying in our own little box? Like, we can bring this person in. Like, now you see models, high-end fashion models with tattoos. You see them all with locks. Do you know how many men came with locks? And they would turn them away, beautiful, tall, white, black, Asian, Hispanic men with locks, just because they had locks, turned them away. Beautiful, fit, like taking care of their body, their skin, everything. Should be on a magazine, but be turned away. So I think, yeah, social media has definitely boosted that. Changed the mind, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, you're from Charleston, right? I am. James Island. James Island. Yes. So you you like... uh, uh, a voodoo hoodoo? No, I'm not a, a <laughs> voodoo hoodoo. A voodoo hoodoo. Map one time. Just, you get you get one free bat. No, um, <laughs> I um, I do practice voodoo now, um, but is it called voodoo? It's the uh, the mm. the original word for it is voodoo, mm. and it originated in Benin, South Africa, but people it was turned into voodoo when. The slaves came over to the transatlantic and um, settled in the Haitian area, New Orleans area. They, the black people, used their Vodun Loas, which are the basically the, the gods, goddesses. They're not really gods or goddesses. Loas are really um, ancestors who moved on mm-hmm. and taken a higher position in the, af- in the um, afterlife world. Um, however, Voodoo and hoodoo were created when they took... Oh, hoodoo is a real thing? Yeah. Hoodoo is the Haitian branch oh. of voodoo. And they took that their um, loas and mixed it with the saints of the Catholic... Um, uh, not religion, Catholic faith. Because being slaves, we couldn't practice our own religion. We couldn't keep our ancestry, our history. And in order to do that, we had to sneak and do it. And so how we snuck and did it is we learned the Christian beliefs that they forced upon us and saw resemblances of their saints and their people that they and their angels. And we put those resemblances with our laws and mixed it up. So if you actually do look further into Vodun and Hoodoo, you see a lot of the saints listed in a lot of um, a lot of work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they don't call it spells. They don't call it, uh, you know, I'm about to do some magic. They call it work because it is work. You're putting a sacrifice of not only your own spirit and the other person's spirit, but you're taking that spirit from your ancestors. You're asking them to fuel that power that comes from within. So it's work. Like, that's a lot of work. Like, I don't know, like one simple candle magic. You can have one candle here, but then you got to have like an herb here to represent that candle being in flames. And it's just, it's a lot. It's a work. <laughs> you don't do, that's why you see a lot of people charge for it. It's work. So, um, yeah, I can't even remember the conclusion. So, so, no, it's what cool. I was gonna say. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah. So, not really how you got into. Well, I guess how you got into it. How did you, being from Charleston, kind of pull you into it, or yes, how and did no. it affect it? Yes and no. Um, and that's what I was gonna say with the last one. <laughs> um, everyone found out I'm from Charleston. They're like, "Oh, you do that root work," and I'm like, "What are y'all talking about?" <laughs> and they said, "You put roots on you." Like, what are you talking about? So. Growing up as a preacher's daughter, that was not an option. None of that. There are a few people in my family on both sides who practice it in their own way, but everyone is strictly Christian. So being from Charleston, I didn't really hear that whole notion of people from Charleston practicing roots until I came to Columbia. Mm. And that, and um, being, being who I am as a preacher's daughter, being so limited growing up, I always ask questions. I just did. Nothing added up when it came to the Bible or with what I was, you know, being taught. And so I went ahead and started branching off myself. And I actually got into Vodun about two years ago. Ifa, which is the the foundation of Vodun, that's where you have your Orishas. Orishas are the gods and goddesses what of the pantheon. Ifa, mean? Ifa um I don't remember. Um, while we got Google. Yeah, look at yeah, look it up real quick. Um, Everybody Google with Ifa and answer in the chat. Um, Ifa is um, the original religion where the Orishas, you got 490-something Orishas in the pantheon, but there are like 13 main ones. And um, Ifa, you learn about the, what does it say? Ifa is a West African religion and system of divination. So it's the system that... The it, it's pretty much like a bit like I said it's the foundation so it is the system you see um, uh, Vodun come from it uh, well Hudun branched off from Vodun but um, you also see Santeria um, you also have um, there is one other one but I um, Paolo Paolo I think it's I've heard Paolo. about Santeria yeah Santeria is mostly Hispanic because you hear a lot of um, Sant- people who practice Santeria name off of the Orisha gods but it doesn't come from an African standpoint. For some reason, it's come from a Latin standpoint. That's what I thought. And honestly, I hate it. Yeah. I absolutely hate it because if you talk to a lot of Hispanic people who practice Santeria. I guess because it's got the Rhea in it, the people. Not even just that. It's more so of they think that for some reason their Santeria just appeared out of nowhere and didn't come from anything. When it literally came from the African religion of Ifa. Like, for instance, Oya, Shango, Yemaya. Those three... Oya is the goddess of storms, thunder. She is also the mother of nine. Um, what is it? Um, Shango. Shango is the god of war and fire and justice. And then you have Yamaya, who is the mother goddess. She is the goddess of, you know, the the sweet, no, of the waters. Oshun is the sweet waters. But either way, in Santeria, it's almost like they'll be like, they'll worship Shango, be like, help me get through this court case, blah, 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 so, whatever. And then, you know, they'll be like, oh, but Shango didn't come from the African. Li-. 
Shango came from Ifa. You know, it's like it's is the foundation <laughs> of all of it. It did get them right. Get them right. You know, it did, and um, you know, it uh, it it uh, what is it? What were you asking me that led to that? The uh, roots. Yeah, you Charleston roots. Yeah. Charleston roots. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I branched off, but um. With that, I, I questioned a lot, and I had a few family members who would say their names randomly, and I would be like, well, who are these people? And it wasn't until I did In the Red and Brown Water at Trustus Theater in 2013. Not 2013. God, I got no years right. 2006, 15, 2015, that's when I did it. And I played Oya, and it's almost like a light switch went off. I just started feeling things towards it. I started looking deeper doing my research going to different um practices like practice groups and things like that and mm -hmm. ever since then i've been hooked so i've been trying to study ifa i've been doing it for three years now vodun i kind of i think i jumped into vodun a little quicker than i what i probably should have but i did it and i've been doing it for two years now but yeah ifa is the foundation so you said you said you heard people in your family saying these names yeah they would like randomly say it like like in a serious way or just like it was their religion or it was something they practiced or? It was almost like a, how do I explain it? It was almost like they they said it in a way where they've heard their mother or their father say it, but they ne they themselves never knew a deeper meaning behind these people or behind these Orishas. Um, for instance, the one I heard the most was Elegua. Elegua is the Orisha that stands between the crossroads. He is the one that, um, sometimes he's called Papa Legba. Papa Legba is the voodoo term for him. Elegua, or Elegba, is his original name. And he is the one who helps you make choices in life, who helps you understand the grounding that even though your morals tell you to do one thing, please know that there's always an option. There's always other roads to take. That's why he's the, the Orisha of the crossroads. And I would hear a lot of, like my grandma would just be like, oh, Elegua gonna tell you to take the right path. And I would just hear it like that. I'm like, who's Elegua? You know, that's like some Charleston stuff. I, I ain't Charleston never heard. I ain't you know, never heard that from up here. You know, and then to be honest, there's some Charleston people who never heard that. Like yeah. the, Charleston is the rooted area of South Carolina where the majority of our history still lays, but all of us are ignorant to it. Huh. I don't know why, but it is. That's what they want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what they want. That's what they want. That's what, that's what, the white they, want. Want. That's what they want. They do. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So. I guess whenever black people gain a, a level of consciousness that's not the norm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, whenever they start diving into things that are connected to their roots, uh, other things, start wearing onks and <laughs> yeah. yeah, a whole bunch of different things, people call them a hotel. It's, it's become like a term <laughs> that just like... It's become a term that just describes, people use it to describe like, Aggy ass black people who are like too, who are like <laughs> who are too, too woke, yeah, who too are too opinionated woke. on all of it. Um, it's it it's bad. No, that's wrong. That's the wrong term to use. Hotep means literally means peace or he who comes in peace. Like Emotep, Emotep, Emotep. Yes, Emotep was um, I don't remember what century, but in Kemet or as people like to call it Egypt, um, he was uh, an architect, a philosopher, an artist. He came with 
all types of things that will bring nothing but inner peace. So to use the term hotep to, to, towards someone who is just, you know, coming out there with some fake woke shit and they don't know what they're saying, but at the same time they do, that's just, that's the wrong term. To be honest, I was guilty of it. Before I started delving into my own African roots, I'd be like, oh, Were you man, guilty of saying the word hotep? Oh, yeah, I said it. I was like, oh, he a hotep. Uh, she a hotepess. Like, I, I would say it, but then... Hotepess. But my father, right it was actually my father, because like I said, he was the preacher. He was the... He might have been the stickler on keeping the Christian belief, but he is very secular. My father did study a lot of religions and history. Um, so when he heard me say hotep, he was like, so you're saying that the person is peaceful? And I said, no, he's bringing nothing but peace. Like, nothing, like all of it but the peace. So what do you mean? He was like, well, you know the definition of hotep is he who comes in peace. He who brings peace, peace. So we gonna correct it right then and there. That's the wrong term mm. to use so for what anybody. what should we be calling the ashes? It's fake. You can say ashy fake. Ashy. Ashes. Ashes. I like ashes. ashes. I like ashes. ashes you yeah. know, they just burnt out. <laughs> they just, just burnt. They got a moisture. No. And you do know the difference between someone who's got moisture and substance to someone who can be spitting the same thing that person is saying, but they just be saying it like just to say it or just to add on. It's like, you just sound dumb. <laughs> so, yeah, the ashes. I'm going to say that. The ashes. That's a trend. You're one of the ashes, Mike. No, Mike's not an ashy. Thank you. Only voice of reason in the room. Thank you, Avery. That's that's an amazing. How about you say something? The name of the episode is gonna be Will the Ashy. (laughs) (laughs) We got the name for our next episode. Shut up. I (laughs) cannot. Oh, who said it? Yeah, that's there's my there's my boyfriend, Pharaoh Hotep. Oh yeah. Built the first pyramid. Right, he is right. Built the first pyramid. Yeah, I I educated Will on that. On a side note, the first time I heard Emotep, the name Emotep. Was it the mummy? It was the mummy. Emotep. Emotep. Yo, that's so. He was not a peaceful man. He was not. He brought (laughs) everything but the peace, right? And I wouldn't even call him an ashy because he was way too powerful to be ashy. Yeah. (laughs) Will thought Brendan Fraser was the one responsible. Bro, Brendan Fraser is the goat. (laughs) (laughs) He thought Brendan, our Lord and Savior Brendan Fraser liberated us. Oh, from our own evil. Fraser. <laughs> I can't. That's hilarious. So, <laughs> do you think like, do you think people our age or our generation like really have a, a desire to like learn about their history, or is it just like, is it a wave? I feel like it's both. I feel like. I feel like all of us in our generation have had a desire to learn, but we've been so stuck in what was forced upon us from a young age that, you know, like that fear of God, that fear of Jesus type betraying mm-hmm. that that mindset. So we think, oh, if I go and branch off into something else, because I'm guilty of doing it, thinking, you know, if I do that, then I'm going to go to hell. I'm going to be damned. I'm going to have to deal with the whole seven layers of hell and everything like that. Like, you know, that I think that's a fear in the back of our mind, but... I feel like all of us have always wanted to go deeper and to search deeper. But the fad, the fad is what's helping everyone come into their own. Because they see so many people they look up to, so many black people they look up to doing it. So then they feel, oh, it's okay now. I can actually delve into it and see what it's about. This is my question, okay? So I think celebrities are thankfully making it cool to learn your history. But I think a lot of people... Want to take the easy way out and just take whatever they see on memes 
or whatever comes like easiest and mm-hmm. just run with it. And run with it, yeah. So that's why I think that's the main reason I asked that question. It's like, are you, are you really thirsting to learn or do you just want to look smart? I look like we know what we're talking about. That one is a hard, that's a slippery slope. That's one that's hard to answer because mm. it's really all about that person. Because yeah. it's all relative. If they want to learn, then they'll go further than social media or our society or, right. or what they're seeing on TV. Because uh, I definitely did. But if they don't want to learn, but they still want to look hip. Yeah, yeah. it's like you, the reason you grew those dreads. I cannot. <laughs> I grew my dress to be taken seriously as a poet. That's you did. That's why. It's so it's a marketing scheme. <laughs> it's all. It's all. A it's a branding. But that's the thing. <laughs> I was gonna say you can't look down on those people who do use it in a smart way. Smart being, they know the history behind it. They know what's the not, consequences not are. <laughs> but they use it to make. She doesn't believe your lies. They use it to make money in the sense that okay, maybe this is my only way for my people to understand that it's okay or to be curious enough to ask questions or to go look it up themselves. So you treat like grown humans like kids almost? Yeah. I mean, like, when, do you, when do you not have to treat grown people like kids? That's what's getting scary, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Shoot. Just the, just the level of like mindless information flowing people, everywhere. People grow up but Ignorance. like they're it's a level it's a glass ceiling they hit. <laughs> it's like oh, I'm gonna stay right here. Yeah. Because it hurt to keep going through. Yeah, so it, it hurt. You know, it was work. Yeah. And again, that's why it's called work. You got to do that work. You got to research. I was going to ask something before Michael so rudely interrupted. Before I made the show better? Uh, Bro, you <laughs> cutting in? Let, let, uh, let uh, Ben tell it. He's what? Podcast enhancement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all don't be rolling. Um, I did my makeup and everything. I wanted to look nice and not cry. Nice. You look both better than both of us combined. You definitely look better than Will. Hands down. <laughs> without question. Well, boy, you look nice. Boy, if your boyfriend wasn't I, watching, yo, I like, like your Sheet. USC shirt. <laughs> Don't do it, Will. <laughs> I look, I look better than ninety-five percent of human beings. So let's just get that <laughs> what? <point> straight. <laughs> what human beings? All your favorite IG models, yeah. Them you thoughts ugly them. compared to me. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> we just spit lies on the show. That's what we do. We just lies so, and the truth. <laughs> are you gonna ask something, or am I just gonna keep? What you said I interrupted you, so go ahead. No, you got it. Well, what it's happened, actually your happened? turn to... Oh. <laughs> oh, now it is. I'm lost. Bring <laughs> <laughs> the show back, please. <laughs> um, what is the broom closet? Because when, when Mike told me that uh, he wanted you to be on as a guest and how excited you were, I was like, he said, so, she said, she said something about the broom closet. Yep. Like, what the hell is the broom closet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I first uh, got into any kind of spiritual beliefs outside of Christianity, it was actually in middle school. And I had a one of my girlfriends, she and I are actually still really good friends, but she was my best friend at the time. She was Italian. And she, she you know, if you, you know, she pretty. I only like she the fine. most melanated of women. You know? Can you look at Yes. You can look at something else. But we're going to go with it. But she was the first person to branch me off into Wicca. Mm-hmm. For those of you watching who don't know what Wicca is, Wicca is a branch off of witchcraft. And Wicca was actually brought up in like the, sure early, the, the early 1900s. What's happening? I shared the link to the Oob cover. 
Oh, good, good. Share it. Yeah, Y'all get a copy. Blocker. Get a copy. It's not that much. Um, but um, it's a uh, what is it? Um, it's not 1900s. Sorry, like 1950s, 1960s in England, and um, uh, it was supposed to be a branch of witchcraft that was involving everybody. Because if you look up witchcraft, there are certain different categories. There's comedic. There's Italian. There's Asian. Um, based off of the um. The Asian branch of the ancestry. There's so many, and um, when I when I got I got heavy into it, but I had to sneak and do all of this because mind you, I started this in middle school. So I whatever oh, wow. money I had was allowance from my parents. I literally had one my one time I bought a book of solitary witchcraft. My daddy found that, Ooh. and not only did he give me a whole a whole speech therapy of why it was wrong. Totally. But he, no, I wish he did that. Cause then I would at least be able to go find it through the trash. He took that thing back to Walden's bookstore. Who remembers Walden? Oh. Yeah, Walden's bookstore and then got me a book of angels. <laughs> so it I'm took- convert you back. Look, so it took me, I wanna say around the end of my college year, 2011 to now. To really be out and in the open and say, this is what I practice. This is who I am. And did you... you That's why we say the broom closet, because, you know, they ride brooms. Gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) They still ride brooms. Is it just just like Harry Potter? It's not like Harry Potter. I wish, man. I've been waiting for that train to come get me. Just take me to Hogwarts, please. I would be a... You got to come out at the right time. Look. Go where the fog is. Platform nine and three quarters. There you go. Thank you. Platform nine and three quarters. Well, have you been able to go to your parents and be like, okay, so this is who I am now? Like, y'all can't? No. Um, the last time I had a discussion with them on what I actually practice and what I believe in and everything was maybe when I was 25, 26. Mm-hmm. No, 26. It was 26. And they told me that I was not worshiping the same God that they were worshiping and that um, I needed to check myself and before everything. Yourself, check it before you wreck it. And... I was trying to get them to understand that God is God, no matter what religion or faith you believe. I believe we are all worshiping the same God. Just everyone is so egotistic. Mm-hmm. So we all want to say, nah, this is that, and that is this, and blah, blah, blah. But there's really only one God. I just think y'all are giving different names to the same person. That's right. really it. And when I said that, I was like, Christianity is the youngest faith out of all of them. And I went down the whole history list, and they're like, oh, no, you worshiping the wrong God. That's the wrong Jesus. And I'm like, I'm not worshiping Jesus. Jesus was a man, and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. No, we still don't. We still butt heads with that. So we just kind of agree to disagree. And when yeah, it comes to Omari, my son, mm. I take him to church because I actually believe that the, the, the Christian faith is all we is the only organized belief that we have to teach our children some kind of moral grounding of knowing between right and wrong, yes and no, and knowing about himself. But when he gets to a certain age, I'm not gonna do like what they did and just strictly keep him to um, Ifa or Vodun or even Christianity for that matter. I'm wanting him to know the moral grounding. I want him to know the foundation. Once he understands that, then please take that with you when you try to delve into others. Yeah. So that way you know what fits right with your spirit and what doesn't. I think you hit the nail on the head before we started the show. You said it's like a form of grounding first. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of getting your way and then you just right. take them tools and then go where you, wherever you land. Right, because as a child, I enjoy church. Mm-hmm. I more so loved it for the music. 
Church used to be fun. Stay lit. Right. Until the preacher started talking, I fell asleep. Look, I'm like, why are we talking about the same thing we just sung about for 30 minutes? Like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> review. Like, just to reiterate, okay, guess it makes sense. You <laughs> <laughs> got the yeah. next topic? Yeah, it's your turn, Mike. Really? It's your turn to speak. <laughs> 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 so, how does one present their magic um, in the arts and their specific passions? How do you recommend um be honest honesty honesty meaning not only with those around you when you present your art but with yourself because you're already honest like let's say i have a canvas in front of me i got no one to hold back from like i got nothing to hold back i'm literally pouring my whole heart and soul into this image that i'm placing on canvas Mm -hmm. so if that's the case you can't hide honesty the truth comes out whether you want to or not, whether you want it to or not. So if I'm putting all of my honest effort into this canvas, when I put it on the wall, people are gonna look at it and feel the exact way I want them to feel. Right. Um, it's the same way with, um, it's the same way with uh, dancing. Uh, you go on stage and you dance this lyric piece. You forget that the audience is there. You are in your mind to the point that you could cry. People, I guarantee you, 110% are going to sit there in that audience and cry with you. Mm. They're going to laugh with you. They're going to be like, oh, my God, that's magic. That's a form of magic to release yourself so far that you're projecting that emotion, that energy onto others and making them see your perspective, feel what you're feeling. It's, It's all about passion. Passion and magic are the exact same thing. When you have passion, everyone sees it. Everyone hears it and feels it, and there's no stopping it. Absolutely. Yeah, so when it comes to the arts, just be honest. It's all about honest and trusting the process, trusting that there's no rushing art, like you and I were talking about earlier. There's no rushing it. There's no rushing magic. It's work. It goes all the way back to what I said. It's work. When you put in that work, that patience, that love, that trust, that honesty, it all just kind of falls into place, just as magic does, falls into place for everything to work for you. I love that, man. That's very hard to remember. When you actually start doing work that gets noticed by people and mm-hmm. people start offering things like money or publications, mm-hmm. it's very easy to lose yourself. It is. And what makes you happy? You start trying to think, okay, well, if they like that, then maybe they would like if I do it like this. And you're not doing it for you no more. It's, it it's not. And it's like, what it, what did, um, oh, oh, I should have, what it was, um, Beyonce, she had said something in one of her lyrics and I should, something told me to write it down. She had said, um, it, what is she like, if I, excuse my French, but she said, if I you gave curse. two fucks, if I gave two fucks, three fucks, about um, spotting numbers or something numbers, mm-hmm. it was in one of those songs, um, it's Nice, Nice was the song with her oh, and Jay-Z. Nice yeah, so you know what I'm talking about when she said that I ain't never seen a ceiling in my whole life, if I gave two fucks, three fucks about, sp- I would go up saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, blah, 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 that's, that we... Like Erica Badu said, we're artists. We're sensitive about our shit. So because of that, if we were to just hold back all the time, just worrying about what that person thought and what that person thought, mm-hmm. the magic is done. It's done. It's all fake at that point because you, at this point, are trying to keep up with the numbers. You're trying to keep up with your competition and everything like that. But when you escape and let all that go and just say, hey, they're going to love you for you regardless, right. even if you come up with a set that they hate. 
They're still putting offerings down as if you were an Orisha yourself or a Lawa. They're putting offerings down because they want you to take that money and expand on what you already do, what you already know. Mm -hmm. You are their ancestor that they're putting money down so that way you can keep delivering what you've been delivering from the jump. They're not giving you money to deliver something different or something that like they think will make them happy. No, they're putting money down so you can do whatever the hell you want to do with it. Absolutely. So if you're going to do whatever the hell you want to do, might as well stick to being honest. Absolutely. Might as well go hard or go home. And if you're going to go hard, then be honest. Because so, that magic. Love it. So with uh, magic, it's spelled with a K because it tries to, right? They try and differentiate between Yeah, the, like the, the spiritual arts and then magic, magic parlor tricks type thing. Yeah. So with that, when I was reading it, it said there is no good... Or evil magic, is that correct? That's all about what you do with it. So it's always neutral. It's always a neutral energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things or rituals, or I don't know the term for it, but that you perform um, or that you have performed? I, I have performed um, more so protection rituals. Protection is so vague, though. Protection, I've done protection for just protecting my energy from people who want to use me, protecting my energy from people who want to harm me. I have protection from people who want to take my ideas and just go off with it as their own. I have taken it for protection for those that I love so that they don't get used or they don't come into harm's way. Or, you know, I'll do like um, a simple protection would be burning my sage i get my white sage light it go up and down my, my my house on me on my baby my boyfriend um i do like all my dad does do now dad doesn't think dad and anyone like him don't think that the olive oil is a form of witchcraft or a form of magic but olive oil is actually a pure oil that is used to bless and it and my dad all day all night would go up and down the entire apartment the house with some damn olive oil and as a young and not knowing the depth behind that i'm like damn this place with olive oil dad <laughs> like what's going on i don't understand but then going deeper into it i know that um Sorry, I got distracted. Any, um, I know that um, it, it is a way of cleansing. It's a way of, you know, doing things over and over so that way the energy continues to form around. And it's, it, I, I, that's my favorite thing to do is just protection. It's because I've run a, into a lot of people who are just, like we said earlier, crabs in a barrel. They just, you're making it to the top, but I'm not. I'm going to keep you down. And there's too much of that here. There's too much of that here. And um, I've had to release a few friends recently mm. due to it. Release. I'm I, release. I like, release. I like that phrase. Release. <laughs> because their energies, when I, when I have friendships, I love them hard. Friends are much more intimate to me than just me sleeping with somebody. You have to start off being my friend. And if I go out my way calling you my friend, that means I love you my nigga like I love you <laughs> so when they go against the energy I'm giving to them which is nothing but love and purity and care and they're going against it trying to push me away or take it and use me and drain me just these energy vampires just draining me I realize that I love too hard 
to the point that I care about what they think or I, I want to keep them protected and I want to make them happy, but I realize that they're, they don't want the same thing for me. So I have to do so much protection. I'm too talented. I'm too loving. So I get fed off of a lot, like so much. So that's really the rituals that I usually do. I've done a few where um, it's been for prosperity, um, candle magic, rubbing, um, dressing my candles with... Um, frankincense peppermint um clothes anything that represent money so we can just boost that little money up you know i get a little five dollars here and there for my family they'd be like oh avery i thought of you thought you could use this 10 did you now <laughs> did you thanks thanks for the 10 you know so yeah those are about as uh, far so, as i've delved yeah so are voodoo dolls and things like that real and what do you mean by real before i answer that question uh i guess do like, they, do they work the way it's presented? Yeah. Yes and no. It's all about the intent. It's all about the intent. Like, I, I could, we are all forms of energy. So scientifically, anything that we speak into mind or say or do is automatically going to have an energy effect on the surrounding areas, the atmosphere <laughs> around you. So regardless of how you do it, whether it's through a totem like a doll or a necklace of protection or anything like that, it's going to work. It's going to work. I, we could just be sitting here and I'd be like, you, Michael, and Will are now protected from any energy vampires. And I hey, put that energy on. Energy you. vampires. Energy yeah. vampires. People who just suck, suck the energy the sauce, out of you. Bro. Just, you know, yeah, those people. So we'll I could do that right now. And you're, you are now protected <laughs> because I have placed a piece of me into that energy. You got to I know in about two hours. I know. Bro, shut up. Shut up. See, you. <laughs> And, see, and it's not to be taken completely literally because it can't, it's not going to be like, oh, you're going to leave this library and something bad's going to happen to you type shit. It's more like, it's it's really subtle. If you're protecting actually. me from energy vampires, I'm going to go home. I can't with him. Like, I already know I can't. You're making it my, personal. I'm going to go home. My daughter's going to be like, hey, daddy, I'm ready to go to bed. That's what she's going to say out of her mouth for this for, for me to believe this works. I don't know then kids, kids needs. nobody's gonna get on my damn nerves via text message, phone call, or request for me to do something I don't want to do. What's gonna happen for you to believe is is that all that stuff is still gonna happen and it's not gonna bother you. Mm. Ooh, that's good. So, ooh, that was good. Ooh, she, she good, y'all. She said, they said, get your shit together. That's gonna work out. Because it, it does come from self. If you yeah. are grounded and secure within yourself, and you still put that energy into it then whatever you say will manifest or whatever you do will manifest. And if you're saying that you're going to go through and do the same routine, the same ritual that you do every night, and I've put that place, that peace of mind in you, and you're already a peace of mind person, you're going to go home and do that same thing. It's not going to bother you like it usually does. That's just how it yeah, works. And so with the, your question with voodoo dolls, voodoo dolls is just an intent. It's a symbol. It's a symbolism. So if let's say that this water is my voodoo doll. And I'm just like, I'm so mad. Like I got fired by this racist MFer who is my my boss. And I just, I could, I want to do to him. Tanner, Tanner. F Tanner, you know, Tanner messed with me. He had me all the way F up and I couldn't do anything about it while I was there. So I'm gonna take my little pen and be like, you know what? 
mess up his arm so he can't write his business letters, mess up his heart so that way he thinks he's he doesn't know what he's doing right, mess up his mind so that way he can't sleep at night, just mess it up. Like, I'm just mad. I'm taking it out. It's almost like the voodoo doll is your pillow whenever your parents spank you for no reason and you're just punching it, punching it, punching it, letting, releasing all of that pent-up anger. That's what that is. And whatever you speak into existence comes, manifests itself. Whatever you put into it manifests itself so after you've released all of the energy you feel better you feel like everything's gone and then you come to the work the next day or you hear through the grapevine oh man you hear what happened to tanner yo <laughs> tanner was messed up he started yelling at everybody for no reason like tanner was messed up in the head tanner got a divorce my man tanner like, her arm blew off yo <laughs> asia dominique said the doll is not root on the doll is the tool used by the, by the person performing the action just like the tool for the tarot reader is the cards i don't know if you heard that or what the doll is not <laughs> The doll is not Vodun. The doll is the tool used by person performing the action. It's like the tool of the tarot readers. Their cards. Um, the the doll is Vodun, so I don't know what she's talking about. However, she is correct in it being a tool, like I just said. Um, it's a tool. It's a totem. It is a way to use your energy to project onto it like you see a whole bunch of like harry potter like you said the magic wand that's their tool mm. that's their totem to release the energy that's already inside of their being mm. um the tarot was uh tarot came from a european that's a whole european thing however tarot is a tool it is a tool used for divination divination being seeing um sometimes seeing in the future sometimes just seeing you know, what's going on around you in order to uh, know how to move throughout life. Mm -hmm. That's really it. Um, but, you know, to each his own. I was going to say, she's she disagreeing with you, but hopefully she can, hopefully you can become friends with Avery and y'all can talk about it. Or maybe you can come on the show sometime and talk about something. Okay, maybe not. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, I think we got like five minutes left on this topic. Yeah, people be in here. I don't know, I don't know who that is, but um, thank you for watching, regardless. Um... <laughs> We got like five, I think like three minutes left on the subject. Okay. I just wanted to ask real quick. Yeah. Um, how would you respond to people who are like strictly Christian, don't know nothing about this, ain't trying to learn nothing about this, they don't want to hear nothing besides white Jesus and <laughs> the cross. Like how would you <clears throat> respond to somebody like to three minutes? If you are a Christian who, you said who, Christians who don't want to Christians know about Christians who are just else? devout Christians. They ain't trying to hear nothing about no witchcraft, no voodoo. Right. On. You let them um, be where they at. You, to, let, you let them stay where they at. <laughs> uh, yeah, you let them stay where y'all at. However, just be respectful. Be respectful of those who don't follow the Christian way or don't necessarily believe in it. If you want them to be respectful enough to come to your church and hear you sing and preach about Jesus, white, black Jesus, I don't care. You know, Jesus and his brother Jordan, I don't care. Like, I know he doesn't exist. I just made that up. But my point is, is that if you want them to show you that same respect and you gotta you just gotta reciprocate that just be open please know that like i told my parents the christian belief is the youngest of all the faiths so please know that there are much older and more intelligent and much more much wiser beliefs before mm. your belief so if you really want to be you know more grounded in your christian belief go out there and experience others go sit in a mosque go sit in a um a group uh you know ifa group 
or uh, like hear different, you know, the different cultures, what they have to say. Don't just sit up in here thinking that your way is the only way. Exactly. It's like 4,000 plus religions in the whole world. Like, But y'all's the only ones that's <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Um, boy, I'm forgetting what I'm going to ask. There's so much, I got so much intelligence up here. Um, hmm. I can't think of what I was going to say. I don't know. Anyway. And yes, Asia is right. She is right. The Bible, Helios, Biblios, I think that's, she can correct me if I am wrong, but is you is known the Holy Bible is known translated into Sun Book, and it is a book of astrology. It is a book of you know guidance and the stars and reading the you know the universe around you. So I mean, mm-hmm. please know Christians that y'all are the most pagan out of all of us. So if you really want to come at us with some you know like some history and everything, please be ready to be put in your place. <laughs> That's it. Sorry. <laughs> that bang, like bang. I was bang, saying, bang. That's like, bang, I know bang. we had a sneak shot. Um, <laughs> yep. I think this is on the show. Yes, um, Helios Biblios. Thank you, Asia. Right. So on to uh, other things. I was going to say, speaking of sneak dishes, or not so sneak dishes. Oh, we talking about your boy? Yeah, that's what we going to, right? Soldier boy? Soldier boy, tell me. Our Lord and Savior, Soldier boy. Get us Our Lord and Savior. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Up soldier boy, tell me. Uh-huh. See, she can only want to leave the same... <laughs> Here. I love that the the, <laughs> the uh the writer performer of such hits as Turn My Swag On, mm-hmm. Pretty Boy Swag, uh, Gucci Bandana. Spam jam right there, bro. That's your shit right there. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was the first one? Superman that hoe? I don't even know that was the actual name of the song. I don't even know. Oh, Crank That. Crank That. Yeah. Our Lord and Savior has returned. Uh, he's appeared on the Breakfast Club. Where does he appear at? Instagram Live. <laughs> he was on IG Live, right? That was how he first blew up again. Oh, he was, so he was on IG Live going crazy. Um, yeah, he was like talking shot. Like me and Avery's discussing over the phone. We don't keep, up, keep track of new rap beefs necessarily, except for Drake and Pusha T and all that. So, but like, that was a black history moment. What? The Drake and Pusha T beef. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. We celebrated it this February. We were just about to jump into the Soldier Boy nonsense. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's popped back up on the scene. How dare you? Doing a whole bunch of wild shit. Uh, he was on the Breakfast Club, which is extremely entertaining. It's one of the best uh, Breakfast Club interviews. Yes. In a long time. I have to agree. Uh, let me see. Let me see where it is on the Breakfast Club meter. And it's like, was it like third to highest? It's at twelve million views right now. So he's killing the game. Yeah. Um. So on on there, he talks about how he's the goat and. This, that, and the third. Soldier Boy has a case. Soldier Boy has a case for uh, being disrespected and possibly being on uh, Hip Hop Mount Rushmore. Hip Hop Mount Rushmore. What y'all think? I don't think he's gonna be on any kind of Hip Hop Mount Rushmore. <laughs> but uh, bro, Soldier Boy Jay Z. <laughs> Look, Jay Z might be there before him, so I, I'll say that. Jay Z right. is there. Okay, right, you're right. So I don't know about that Mount Rushmore part, but uh, I do think he. Yes, I agree with you. He did get a lot of backlash when he got out. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'll admit to it. I didn't take him. Bro, seriously I didn't take him seriously at all. What did you like? Did you like Soldier Boy when he first came out? When he first came out, I hated Soldier Boy. Right. So I was on. 
Around that time, I was on my like real hip hop on this way. Mm-hmm. I ain't want to listen to most nothing, death. Uh, all raucous records. Black, I mean, black on both sides is still my favorite rap. One of my favorite rap albums of all time. But I was like, all oh, black on both sides. Salib Kweli. Yes. Um, we would like to cut called the raucous records. <laughs> <laughs> I do, bro. If your name uh, was Most Dev Kweli, uh, any any Village. any 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 nigga that wasn't selling in the early two thousands, <laughs> you were on raucous records, bro. They were selling. No, don't need, don't Most Dev might have been selling. He's like, don't do that. He was definitely doing. Don't that. do that. Um, Talib Kweli sold a common, couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, like oh yeah, Electric those. Circus Common. That's shut, the raucous common. Okay, electric no. Circus. Shut, shut your ass up. Yeah, I don't know, man. So, so I hated it Soulja Boy when it first came out, but yeah. um, like I said, I had I would sneak and listen to Gucci Bandana because that was that was that was a jam. I couldn't deny it. He was one of those for me where it's like God, I can't stand this dude, but his song be like, <laughs> hey, boy, that turn my swag on, boy. That thing. Uh, yes. Oh, swag. Ronnie said oh. Soulja Boy just don't want y'all to um, bow wow him. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to get Shad Miles. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, so my only issue with the interview, man, like I said, he wasn't lying about a lot of things, but him wanting to take credit for like everything, him not knowing the difference between inspiration and somebody literally just so, riding your wave. Soldier Boy said, "All y'all niggas owe him five percent. Five percent. Five percent off top. It's down somewhere." <laughs> <laughs> but what do y'all think, man? Like, does he? Is he right to criticize? Well, I don't know if you call it criticizing, but he said he had the biggest comeback of the year, which is crazy. okay. That's that's false. That's just false. What See the Tiger, <laughs> right? <laughs> Musically, nah, I don't know where he got that from. Business wise, because that's what I was thinking until I got went watch further, forced myself to watch further into it. Um, <laughs> and so it's like there's no way he thinks he's musically come coming back at all. Like, but. Business wise, him making his own what is it the the video game console yeah, and the other people's video games, but okay. He said his license, bro. But we we gonna That's give him fine, the console. We gonna give him the console. He, he get the console, bro. Let him get the console. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> That's fine. Because <laughs> you know his console wouldn't sell if none of those games would. That's all like, I'm trying to make. Right. But okay. But yeah. we'll let him have the console, <laughs> or you know, um, producing, or you know, um, what is it, the, the movie. He's got a movie, movie coming out called Soldier Boy the Movie. That's been coming out for a number of years now. Yeah, for a number of years. I don't know exactly what that's supposed to be. Is this like a documentary it's or someone's playing It's supposed to show him? everything he's been going through. It's supposed to show the break-in, the, the alleged break-in where, what do you say, four or five dudes came in with... I don't know, Soldier Boy, Boy allowed to show a real murder? <laughs> I don't know, bro. You mean from Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in the theater? It theaters. doesn't even seem legal for him to talk about the shit the way he's been talking about it. Let alone put it in a movie. He's a victim, bro. My thing is, is I feel like <laughs> what's up with you in his hand? <laughs> I, I, I feel like he's clever. He's oh, clever. Sure. Oh, yeah, he's clever. But that's it. <laughs> that's it. Like <laughs> I feel like he is too in his feelings right now to just really be throwing out five percent and like <laughs> um the first black man to do this and that and it, it's that's, it's a slippery slope with him. All right, I'm gonna give y'all. And then boy making resume. a whole movie like he's relevant enough to. We'll give y'all Soldier Boy a resume, okay? Okay. That's All right. That's First person to use social media, right? First rapper to really use social media, right? Engage in it, okay? Okay. Okay. I really don't feel like that's, that's what a fact, but we're gonna that's go. With that's what he said. Though. <laughs> that's what he said, and I and I and I can't remember anybody that blew up. Yeah, I can't prove him wrong. So we gonna go with that all right. for now. The, all right. The real genius shit he did was any hot songs at the time. He put them on LimeWire. Frostwire, all that crap, and renamed 
and renamed the song his his song Crank Crank Dad, whatever hot song it was, so that when you downloaded it, even though you thought it was in the club or whatever, it was really Crank Dad. That's some genius shit. It's, okay, that's genius, but you still getting off on other people's shit. No, no, sure. no. They download it, but they could delete it. But they literally, he literally named it other people's shit to get on. But yeah. they could have deleted it. That's fine, Will. I'm saying. <laughs> but, years, but you had to name it somebody else's shit. So what? So do you owe them 5%? No, you don't. Why not? Because you didn't use this song. But he had to use them to pop off his own stuff. So he owes them 5% or maybe 3 I don't think that he owes them motherfuckers nothing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Because, oh, good guy. Yeah, he is. Great (laughs) Um, guy. Yeah, I mean, he don't owe them nothing. Because, bro, it wouldn't have blown up. Because... You ain't get nothing off Billboard from Frostwire and LimeWire. So let's be very clear. Right. That was on the low. Crank that blew up on his own. Maybe it was maybe it was done a little janky. And so now you got everybody on SoundCloud doing it. It's got to be one of the most aggravating things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Trying to play the new hot shit. I remember when King of the Fall first came out. And I was trying to play King of the Fall. Is that that weekend song? Oh. Bro, so many fakes out there. So that's what you want to give. I'm just saying he was the first to do it. He was the first to do it. You want to give him praises for this aggravating shit that's going on now. That's what you first to do it. We can though. (laughs) He's the first to do it. Because he's the reason why the whole Nene out and the the dab. Yep. I don't think the reason. No, he's not the reason, but he started all that whole like that wave. Yeah, that wave. Yeah. So that sounds like inspiration. That sounds like inspiration. You don't get five percent for inspiring people, bro. Yes, you do. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case. There are a whole lot of artists who are missing their five percent. Everybody out here, Just anybody saying. who made a beat ever with a sample needs to go Look. ahead and cop off all the money. For real. So I'm gonna go make some beats. So I think Soldier Boy <laughs> and the Gucci Bandana deserve to be. He gonna keep going for that because that's the one. That's my weakness. Oh um, no, man, Soldier. I have a, so much respect for him, but he's just still so arrogant. That's the thing, like that pride, and that the ego, pride. Is and the it's whole like message. you really got to step back as as soldier or anyone else like him. Like you really got to step back and see how you contributed, but then how some other people contributed towards your success. He didn't do all this by himself. He just exactly. didn't. Bro, Soldier Boy was in there with a laptop and Fruity Loops, <laughs> and he was making number one hits, bro. If anything, he just got famous off of doing something first before someone else could. That's kind of how innovator. Innovative. <laughs> well, Very innovative. Genius. And that is innovative. Yeah. Genius. I'm I'm on Soldier Boy's side, man. <laughs> all y'all niggas owe him five percent, bro. <laughs> Lil Pump, all y'all niggas, bro. Oh, next subject. <laughs> Apparently Takashi too. Going nowhere. Well, Takashi can't pay. Takashi can't pay nobody. He needs to save his money right he now. Takashi <laughs> got a whole album out. Can't get none of the sales <laughs> off of it. <laughs> That's a whole different How topic. How was that? Did you, did you listen to it? I didn't hear it. It was decent. It was decent. Yeah. I don't like the word decent. Is he already, like, is it? Is he locked up now? Like, is oh, it yeah. done? Oh, he's, oh, he's super locked up. It's done. Super locked up, right? <laughs> yeah, he's super locked up. Because what is it, 30 years? I don't, I don't think he's going to trial, but he, he guilty, though. Oh, he guilty. He's, guilty he's yeah. written all over they've his been, face. His well, they've, been stuck, they've been watching him for a minute now. Yeah. Doesn't love the case. And, but can you imagine that? You, you, you make That's your so dreams foolish. come true. 
Yeah, he was like, oh shit. Because they were talking about that on the Breakfast Club too. Like, how are you going? You knew what you knew was coming. You fired everybody. What's up, man? All right. Um. Oh, my bad. She swiped those six. Because you knew she wouldn't even want to talk no sense. No, I actually slid it over there. I actually slid it over there. Did the right thing. All right. So, Super Bowl coming up. Michael, you got? Who do I want to win or who's going to win? Who's going to win? Patriots fucking going to win, bro. Who you got? Do you watch football? Oh, he looking at me. Oh, I don't. I don't, but I do. I know it's the Patriots. And who else, though? The Rams. Oh, they are the Patriots. You want the Patriots to win? It's not about want. No, who do you want to win? Oh, who do I want? I don't have a want because okay. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not that invested. Right. But as far as knowing their their skill sets, Patriots. No, oh, you got Tom Brady, so there you go. Like hey, white Jesus. He gets treated like white Jesus. I'm though. I'm hoping the Rams win. That's that's what I wanted to answer. But who's going to win? <laughs> who's going to win? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. It's hard to pick against Tom Brady. It's hard to pick against Tom Brady, and he lost last year. He, no, he, he bought for fight for blood. I'm gonna pick the Rams. I was gonna say right now. You you, you my man's dude you. right now because he he's going for the Rams. I'm picking he, the Rams. He's looking at me wrong. If girl is 100 percent healthy, the Rams are going. You <laughs> see this how girly ain't really healthy. I'm putting my whole league winnings on. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'll see this mess. I'm not involved. I'm not. Um, but yeah, man, with everybody trying to, well, at the beginning of the season, everybody was boycotting the NFL. I don't know where the niggas stand now. Do you but, ever know anybody personally who's boy, who didn't already not watch NFL? Do you know any NFL fans? It's a brand new boycott. That are like, yo, this Being shit Being serious me. towards this? That are like, yo, this shit I know like me. two people. Everyone who, else are like, yeah, yeah, they suck. And, Let's watch it. And they were fans before, and they yeah. actually stopped watching. Mm-hmm. I only know two people. Yeah. Yep. There's very few of y'all out there. I I really only watch the Super Bowl for the entertainment and the commercials. I w- I am the person. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, with everybody fake banning the NFL or fake boycotting the NFL, um, I know this year they the, they originally announced Maroon Five. And I guess oh, they were really? like, yeah, that was who the original people were. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to blacken this thing up. Yeah. <laughs> we going to Atlanta, we got to blacken this thing up. So they added, to get kicked down added Travis right. Scott, Gladys Knight, <laughs> Big, Big Boy. Boy. Um, who else did they add? Might they added somebody else? No, I'm, okay. Were so, you lying to me? So we're hoping Andre 3000 comes come out there. The floor, Three bro. stacks, please come. Do they it. They will be like, all right, good night. And then the lights going to turn off. And then bro. the floor going to open up. It's Atlanta. They, and you're going to hear the Rosa Parks. Bro, can you, bro, yep. bro, can you imagine if Future came out there? Bro, no, bro. he'd ruin it. God, he ruined ruin it? it? I don't think Future would ruin it. I he'd ruin it with his dirtbaggery? But him with, him with three stacks, so that's not a sound I want to hear. I think particularly they for a live show, I don't want to hear a song with them on it, but for a live show, I think they would synchronize it. The whole, the whole, the whole, the whole Dungeon family going to come out there. Future's super... As as trash as a lot of his music, as trash as a human being he is in real right. life, that he's part. actually super talented. Like he, he is, is, though. You're right. No, so, like, I just think that his talent is a whole different type of feel than Andre. Like Andre, be like, I'm just talking to y'all. So I Features agree. Like, I'm gonna talk like, at you. If you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think they could like, for example, um, Nerd did a um, collab with Future one time. That sounds like a terrible idea, but like if you you know Nerd with Pharrell and um, mm-hmm. so they did a song together called One Thousand. That shit like goes, like it's actually fantastic. Wait, him and who? Pharrell and who? Pharrell, um, Nerd. I forgot the other members' names. Oh, Chad and someone else. Yeah. Nerd, nerd's been around forever. Remember no, Star I know Trek? nerd, but I mean, yeah. you said a song just now that I don't know if I'm. The song is called One Thousand. It's relatively new. It's, it came out a couple years ago. Oh, I don't think I know it. Yeah, you God, I it suck. Up. I'm gonna look that up. Look <laughs> <laughs> that up tonight. You yeah. don't suck at all. <laughs> oh, Calvin, <laughs> your man said Tom can't deflate the balls, so they might, they might, <laughs> they might lose. <laughs> <laughs> he would say that. <laughs> all right, he can't stand. Um, nine minutes. So I guess. A couple of these people are getting backlash. Yeah. Do you think like they're selling out, or do you think it's just like? I think it's the money. I mean, I. So well, you would say they're selling the out. I don't know. Gladys Knight is a legend, so I don't think it really sits with her as far as like. You know, with the the Colin Kaepernick and so you don't think she? Uh, I don't think she cares because right if that's now. the case. There's a whole bunch of other stuff she would never have done throughout the years. Like she's been around for some time to see this this type of issue happen in so many other situations. Yeah. So I just feel like that's this little thing is not going to be something to stop her from performing. Travis Scott, I mean, we see who he's married to, so I don't think he <laughs> gives two f's of what's happening. Um, <laughs> Big Boy, however. You don't say about Big Boy. No, no, I like Big Boy. No, I like Big Boy. I I personally don't feel like I feel like Big Boy always been about that money. So again, this is something so very shallow for them. Like they don't I care. Feel like, I feel like Big Boy is like this is my city. I ain't never gonna get a chance to do this again. And not to mention, like I was telling my boyfriend, a million dollars is the least they're about to get. A million. Yeah, I just. You gonna you gonna say no to a million? Y'all gonna say no to a million? Bro, I'm not gonna say no to a million. I could be on YouTube with uh, eighty thousand people watching at the beginning of the season. Mm. Be like, I ain't watching the NFL. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> Let them offer me a million dollars for fifteen minutes. I would see. I would. The only reason I would is because I know I can take the money and like do like you know better things. Act, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't just be like, right, I'm paid. I'm out. What like, you talking about for the community? Yes. <laughs> Boy, y'all funny. This boy here. Boy, I'm funny. I'm, I'm getting the house. Cultivated to, ignorance. I'm, this is the show. I'm getting the house put my baby to school. <laughs> Look. That baby be set. Wilson, fuck y'all niggas. I'm telling you. If I had a million dollars, Omari would have his own house waiting. He's only two. Yeah, and you would say this would be two? Yes. Hey, she started. Yes. But she had to pull it out. Yes. yes. She, said, she said, ooh, with this money? But I, I, I would. Like, my no, time? like, yeah. right. <laughs> She was like, you know? like Dave Chappelle meme for a minute. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> oh no. No, but really, I would give back to my community. Everyone oh, watching this, I'm not shallow, so I would give back to my community. I believe you. But I don't have clout like these three do. And their clout is on a whole new level of like, really, I'm not going to perform for the Super Bowl? Come on. I feel like if Andre didn't do it back back then when they were like booming and people liked the NFL, mm-hmm. he ain't gonna do it now that people hate the NFL. Right. <laughs> so, you're right. I don't know, they, yeah, they, I don't right, know man. They talked to Big Boy in the, the board meeting like, hey man, you get Andre to come through. You know, this shit triples. Hey. <laughs> well, that's it's, a different it's, story. It's, that's it's a different one million for you, it's nine million for Outcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Stop that. Stop it. I'm just like, shit, bro. Let me dust off this damn snake on your wig. I know, right? Your cousin, too. Anyone who gets asked to do the Super Bowl performances should already have money. Hmm? Uh, Calvin said, anybody who gets asked to do Super Bowl performances should already have money. But yeah. I mean, more money entices everybody. Yeah. Too. Uh, I just feel like you just got to be honest with yourself. I always believe, like, NFL protests ain't, ain't doing a whole lot. Like, if you're not doing stuff in the, you know, for the actual community and you protest in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Rinse your money. Yeah. If you don't rinse it, it's still going to be dirty money mm-hmm. built off the backs of whoever had to suffer. Yeah. You should just, I don't know. There's, better, there's bigger things you can do than protest in the NFL, I think, mm-hmm. personally. Um, but that's just me. And I also don't know anybody that's actually protesting <laughs> the NFL who's I actually NFL really fan. I really only know two. I'm Is actually it? like grossed out by Ain't people who don't really watch cool. NFL and criticize people who are watching it. Like, <laughs> shut up. You, you, even... you like what you like, right? Anyway. <laughs> um, so, we want to thank you for joining us this week. Yay, thank you. No, thank you for having me. I've been Absolutely. watching this show. <laughs> and it's so exciting. Always, yes. I hope uh, I get to come back. And we know that you are trying to grow your modeling. Um, everything that you got going on, everything costs money. Yes. And you are taking a trip to what? New York City. Yes. Big lights. I'm going to New York. Is it next week? February 6th through the 10th for um, Fashion Week, for the Spring Fashion Week of 2019. I'm going with Loco Strut run by Lolita Frazier. And um, she's taking myself and a few other girls. There's a group of us going. And we're going to have the experience of a lifetime. I've been to New York City before for music, for auditions, for um, performances, musical theater, but never for fashion. Mm -hmm. So this is my first time going to the big Apple, big city for fashion. And I've heard nothing but awesome things. So I'm excited. What's up? Yeah. So all businesses take uh, need money. So if you would like to donate... Or help out Miss Avery uh, achieve her dreams. Please do. Especially while she's in New York because uh, the cost of living is Please ridiculous help. compared to South Carolina. Yo. But <laughs> well, minimum wage is like 16 an hour. Yeah, but you don't live up there. No, so. I don't. You, so, you go, so you going up there with South Carolina money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so with a South Carolina mindset. Yeah. Um, please, uh, please donate. Help, help her out. Uh, you can... Hit her up on her cash app at uh, dollar sign Avery Bateman, A-V-E-R-Y-B-A-T-M-A-N. B-A-T-E-M-A-N. Oh, shit. See, it's I, okay. It's like I Batman with up. an E. I tell people that all shit. the time. <laughs> it's like Batman with an E. So, Bat-E-Man. Bat-E-Man. Bateman. Bat-E-Man. Bat-E-Man. It's too easy. So nice uh, yeah, so please donate. Help her out because she is... Uh, Lovely black person trying to achieve her dreams. So, yes. and she's insanely talented. What she does, do Thank good you. shit. Thank so. you. Uh, this week, Mike has the thirst of the week. We'll see what uh, he has in store. <laughs> We're never too excited <laughs> for his thirsts. <laughs> uh, because you don't like good-looking people. So the thirst of the week. Wow. I do like uggos. <laughs> it makes me feel better. <laughs> it makes me feel achievable. <laughs> <laughs> Especially he got a nickname for Uggos. Uggos. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's used to this. My first of the week, man, it's got to be Dr. Jess, a.k.a. Miss Jessica Clemens, MD. She is a licensed psychiatrist. Have you seen her? Yes, I've heard of her. You heard of her? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jess, I mean, she's fine as hell. 
Hey, um, fine. Smart as hell. Hey, smart. Helpful as hell. Helpful. Like, she's just a lovely person. Um, she really garnered a huge following after being on The Breakfast Club, um, talking about mental health in the black community, how well we all need to do to, um, do better for ourselves, oh navigate to this world. That is not her. That's not her? <laughs> That's not her at all. Um, just talking about that whole thing. And uh, she actually did a live therapy session with Charlamagne Tha God. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, I believe it was like one or two hours, but it just did like a honest, straightforward therapy session. And he was talking about his anxiety and everything and depression. Um, what worries him the most? Um, struggling with panic attacks, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And uh, it was really good. So, Dr. Justice is super dope. She's been featured in like Essence recently. Um, she's been going on Instagram. <clears throat> Excuse me. Doing these lives um, every Sunday and um, Saturday at 12 p.m. It's called Self Care mm-hmm. um, Live, where she just like answers random questions. I love that. Um, I had talked to her for a little bit. Like she was super helpful. I was asking her about like how do you handle wanting to do a thousand things? Like how do you just calm yourself down? Mm-hmm. And she just gave some very good advice. Um, which is, she just full of good advice, man. And she's beautiful as hell. Did you show a picture of her? I did. No, did I? No, no you did. You just so you enjoyed the butt. Anyway. She's pretty though. <laughs> She's pretty too. Yeah, man. If you want to look her up, man, on Instagram, she is at ask Doctor Jess. Um, also on Twitter, so we, we yeah. need to pay attention. Yeah, Doctor. Oh yeah, yeah. I did the same thing. I put my thumb over. Um, yeah, her husband looks like an older Q-tip for some reason. Yeah, he does. Oh. <laughs> he look like Trick Daddy right there. Like older, he does look like Trick. But why an older Q-tip? Like a look Q-tip, at him. a whole Q-tip. He does. He does look like Q-tip. <laughs> it's like an older Q-tip. No, not Q. No. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, she's not an actual oh Q-tip. God. I was like, damn, a Q-tip. I don't know what kind of insult that is. I don't either. Like, that's just like, like a, a Q-tip, whole Q-tip. Bro. Oh, he look, he all look a whole lot like Q-tip. He, right that now. Is he Q-tip. does actually. That's exactly <laughs> Q-tip. Yeah, oh. she's lovely. Yeah, but we ain't paying attention to him. How old is she? She looks so young. I don't know. I gotta ask her when we get to the house. <laughs> I'm gonna see her right after for you. Um, she's beautiful. Oh, okay, let me bite my, well, my lady. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, man, look her up. She's awesome and just has really good positivity to spread to the world. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So again, we want to thank you for joining us. Thank you yes. for having me. You, you can, reach, you can reach Avery or you can see her work um, at on Instagram at Miss Avery Baby. Hey. Mm-hmm. Hey. Facebook? Yeah, Facebook and Instagram, Miss Avery Baby. I do have a personal Facebook account, Avery Dolores Bateman. I'm open to new friends. I love people. But um, if you just want to follow me, my going to New York City, my modeling, my music journey, anything like that, Instagram, Miss Avery Baby. The M and Miss is capitalized. The A and Avery is capitalized. The B and Baby is capitalized. So, Miss Avery it. Baby. Remember all that. Get with it, suckers. Thank you, Indigo and Taryn, for joining at the very last minute. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. It's cool, Taryn. Well, thank y'all for joining us, and uh, we'll see y'all in the next episode. I love you guys. Will doesn't. I love you. Peace out. Love you. 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 Love you